The Highlander Podcast is brought to you by Outdoor Product Design and Development, a four-year undergraduate degree focused on training the next generation of product creators for the sports and outdoor industries. Learn more at opdd.usu.edu. The Highlander Podcast is sponsored by the Utah Outdoor Association, a business association focused on elevating Utah's outdoor industry through educational programming and events. Their membership consists of Utah's outdoor manufacturers, retailers, outfitters, and guides. Member benefits include networking opportunities, recruitment of talent, and brand promotion. More information about volunteering and membership is available at utahoutdoor.org. On this episode, we talk with Sandy Landon, Global Human Resources Director for Teton Outfitters. We talk about the impacts of COVID on the snowmobile and motorsports business and how the company is adapting to the future of work. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is Chase, and joining me today is Sandy Landon, uh, Global Human Resources Director for Teton Outfitters. Um, thanks for joining me. Appreciate having you, uh, having you here for a conversation. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, thanks for taking some time, uh, especially considering the the wild world we're living in right now. Um, you know, we've been having conversations with people in industry just about the response, um, especially to, to COVID-19 and how that's impacted your business. And And it's always interesting to hear from someone who's in human resources because you have a pulse on everything that's happening in the company. Um kind of where you see hiring moving, you know, in the, in, in the future. Um, and those are conversations that I know that our students and other people uh, who listen to this, um, you know, are really interested in hearing kind of where you see the future of the industry going. So we're going to ask you to pull out the crystal ball a little bit today um, and share, share some of your thoughts. So, uh, but personally, or, you know, first of all, how are you personally um, going through this, this whole situation? Yeah, so um, I, you know, I, I thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Um, you know, personally, I, I'm doing very well with it. You know, it's been a lot different, different ways of thinking, different um, ideas, being creative to make sure people are still feeling engaged, people are still feeling communicated to, um, you know, as well as, you know, a lot of us moved to a remote home location uh but not only did we do that but schools got closed and daycares got closed and so along with work and those expectations people had home you know uh, whether it be children parents that were in nursing homes that maybe came home I mean there's been so many different things that you're just there's no handbook for that right like (laughs) and so being able to do that but um personally we've you know, my family is all very healthy. And so I've been very blessed with that as well as, you know, um, very, we've been able to work through the pandemic as well as the expectations that happen when you move a workforce from one day working all in the office to everybody working from home. And that includes a customer service group um, that is very tied to their phone as well as the warehouse group. Um, So I would say we've all handled this very well. Um, My hope is that um, we continue to have no cases where people are feeling ill or feeling sick or have anything like that. We've been very lucky lucky from a workforce to keep everybody healthy at this point. Oh, that's that's great to hear. Um, You kind of touched on this kind of the state of climb. Um, 
you know, it, it, you know, end of March, I know that, that you all went, you know, work from home, um, worked remote. What, what was that like? I mean, you, you touched on some of the challenges and, and kind of working through that. How involved in that process were you from a human resources perspective? Like, what does your involvement look like um, when you're helping transition the team, you know, fully to, to working from home? Right, right. So um, we moved everybody home from a, a climb standpoint, you know, um, March 26th, and we made that decision on March 25th. Um, <laughs> it, it was a long time coming. Um, we, I was heavily involved with our environmental safety and health group um, in monitoring not only federal laws, but each individual state laws where we had people located as well as just business in general and what the smartest thing to do was. Um, we are publicly held, so we're also very in the spotlight of what the public is looking for um, to be social responsible. And so we were heavily deciding on, we wanted to be more proactive. So before the state of Idaho or even the state of Utah closed most things, um, we decided as a business that we could move our people home. It was it, it was definitely a transition because a lot of our customer service teams, you know, they didn't have home phone lines. Um, you know, what happens to people that don't have internet at home? And so there's all these things that you have to look at that you normally wouldn't worry about. And so being heavily involved in that, I have a great team of leaders. Uh, our employees are amazing. Um, from both the CLIMB and 509 standpoint, because not only did we move our CLIMB team home, we also moved our 509 team home as well. Um, and so all of our teams worked together to make sure that that happened, be as smooth for not only our internal customer, but mainly for our external customers, because there's so much going on in the world right now that we wanted our people that were our customers and our patrons to really feel tr that they could trust that we were going to take care of them through the whole thing. Um, we kept our same day shipping. We kept our warranty um, turnaround time process the same. So that way there was no hiccups in our services to our clients. And so um, we've stayed connected. We had um, weekly touch bases with every team and then randomly throughout the whole time we've been home. Um, I just randomly go through employee lists and call people, send messages, find out how people are doing, how's their families, do they have everything they need to be successful, how are they making sure to keep a really good thumbprint on each of our team members and find out what we can do to make sure they're feeling transitioned good. Oh, that's great. Um, oh, what locations are we talking about? And, you know, you, you kind of oversee everything for Teton Outfitters, which includes 509 and Climb, right? Um, right. And then you all fall within the larger organization, which you mentioned, um, you know, Polaris, publicly right. traded company. Mm -hmm. um, so what locations kind of under your, um, you know, territory, you know, your circle of influence, what locations are affected? Yeah, so under my circle of influence right now is um, we have 14 states where there's people located. Um, our majority of those are in our corporate office in Rigby. Um, and then we have another satellite office, which is 509's corporate office, which is out of Washington, Spokane. Um, so those both were affected, the 14 states where we had different reps. 
Um, we also moved all of our people. Um, they were already working from home, but just giving them different guidance on how to do that because they no longer could go out in the field. We also did Canada and then our European office. And wow. those are all under my umbrella. I mean, nothing prepares you for this. Um, no. You know, and, and no one gave you a handbook like you mentioned at the beginning. That, you know, w- when you came into this role as, as a human resources director, um, you know, how do you, how do you navigate something this big? Um, you know, that, that no one really knows, you know, completely what's going on. I mean, we have some good guidance out there, but how did, how did you navigate this whole process? Well, um, I've, I've been lucky enough because like you said, there is no rule book, there's no handbook. Um, and every state is different. So unlike certain things that are federally mandated, we had a federal mandate and then each governor, could make its own state requirements. And so that was probably the biggest thing to try to mandate because, um, again, each state's different. I would say, though, is I have a great uh, environmental safety and health team at Polaris that were really good resources to find out what was best. But I also have two great um, leaders as well from a CLIMB and 509 standpoint um, that both really the welfare of our people were the most important from, from all standpoints of leadership. And so it was, what are the decisions that we are making today that's going to keep our, not only our business healthy, but our people healthy and their families. And so that's kind of how we've made all of our decisions is what is the long-term effect of this decision on the people and then on our business in general. And so there's been a lot of trial and error. There's been a lot of um, different discussions, different decisions on, was that right? What can we learn from it? And from that standpoint, moving forward and doing the best for the people was, was the most important. And that includes our customers as well. Right. No, that's great. And it's great to hear that there's, there's great leadership, um, you know, helping make these decisions and, and with the right intentions, right? Looking to take care of, um, you know, the pe- people in the company and, and the customer. Um, what, you know, from your perspective, um, you know, in, in hiring, you know, we talked a little bit about this and how that's changing. Um, you know, what, what has hiring been like for you? Uh, cause you oversee that whole process as well. And, and how do you see that changing, um, in the future? Do you see, you know, practices that you're adopting now sticking into the future? Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, there's been a lot of things that we've learned, um, through this remote workforce and through this, I guess, what we're called the new norm for a while, there's things that we're doing better um, and that we'll want to adopt. And some of those things are is just different tactics of communication. Um, you know, it, you know, it used to be a funny joke if it could be said in an email, then say it in an email, but people you know, would walk down to offices or whatever. And so we're learning that there are some things that we could be more we could work on our time management a little bit better. So we've learned that from a recruiting standpoint is really um, being more creative and innovative in different ways to recruit employees. Um, And some of those things are doing more one-on-one Zoom calls, uh, Teams meetings, Skype calls, you know, to really understand what those things people are looking for. Being more in-depth in those initial phase interviews because you're not going to have that one-on-one interview anymore. People are not coming to the office. They're not getting a tour. Um, Working with the marketing team to do videos 
you know, of splicing and dicing all these videos of giving tours of what our building looks like, what a normal day at climb or a normal day at 509 might look like. How do those things look so that someone is feeling engaged in the business because they're basically going to make a decision by trusting you. And so I'm making a decision to hire someone without actually having them come to an area where they normally would have came, seen the area, seen the school district, seen where they're going to live. Um, and so really being able to think more creatively by getting involved not only in our business and showing that by video, but also in the communities and showing these people what communities are. Also getting them involved in some of the community things, for instance, getting them involved in what a realtor might offer or what the schools look like or, you know, because right now schools aren't even sure they're going to open in the spring, you know, in the fall. And so what does that look like? as we start looking at the future because I've literally had to make job offers and had people accept um, without ever meeting them. And that's a big thing, especially for a company that is as dependent on culture as our company is. Culture is very big for us. And so really um, developing a partnership of trust and making sure we're being candid with what that candidate experience is, listening to them, understanding where they're coming from. You know, we've been able to recruit, interview, hire, onboard, and train all remote. That's amazing. I mean, that's a tall order. Um, and to be able to do that on the fly um, is, is really incredible. Um, what, what are you looking for, if, if anything, you know, anything different um, in new hires? Are there new like attributes that, you know, maybe were important, but you, you know, weren't as important as they are now? Like, are there new things that you're looking at when you're looking to make a hire? Yeah, I, I would say uh, the ability to adapt is is large because adaptability was something that yeah you always wanted that but i mean the ability to be able to respond to a pandemic in 24 hours or less you know how did you know how did that affect that person what were they looking for um you know we've had a lot of people too that they've kind of stopped looking for a job during this time and those are the ones where we're like why why aren't you well companies aren't hiring well companies are still working and so what are they you know what are those answers and and how important is flexibility to them the also i think a big thing for me is what have they done during this time you know, what, what have they used this time to develop or to find out about themselves? Or, you know, I mean, have they used this time to explore? You know, one of the things that you and I were talking about is as a company, we've used this time to go, hey, what are we good at and what are we not so good at? Those things that we're not so good at, are we going to improve them or are we going to say that's not important to our business anymore? Um, you know, I kind of like to use it as, as the last three months, what have you adopted and dropped? <laughs> What's the adopt and drop, you know, that you've done? And so learning that from the, these employees has been really important. That's that's powerful. And it's it's something that I've heard from, from another um you know, person who works in, in the HR talent acquisition space um, for Specialized um, in Salt Lake, she, she kind of mentioned uh, something really similar. She said, you know, every hiring manager out there, I mean, they're going to ask about the pandemic, you know, yep. even yep. when we're past this, you know, I think that's going to be something that, that will be talked about. It's like, what did you do during that time? And, and it's okay to say, you know, I took some time to just breathe 
and figure some stuff out. Um, and then, yeah, I, I went and worked on, on these, these issues or these items and developed these, these skills. Um, so it's, it's, it's good to hear that. And I think that's, that's something that needs to be shared and, and told. So I'm glad that you mentioned that. Um, you know, from, from a business perspective, um, you mentioned this a little off air and a little bit, you know, when we started talking here, um, but just how has climb been affected, um, you know, from a business perspective, you know, obviously there's been disruptions when it comes to, um, you know, moving everyone remotely. How is, how was the business fared? Like what's the outlook moving forward? Um, you know, uh, you know, from a business perspective and sales. Right. So from a business perspective, we are actually outpacing what our budgeted forecasts were. Um, We are selling out of products way earlier than we thought. We are hiring, um, you know, we're currently in a large hiring because we've actually expanded a house in the Rigby location to house you know, our other brands, so Polaris and 509 will be shipping out of our West Coast DC, which will now be out of Rigby. So we've built on during this pandemic. We also opened um, a East Coast DC where Climb, Polaris, and 509 will now be shipped out of East Coast. So not only do we have our European DC, DC, our Canadian DC, we've now opened a West Coast and an East Coast. So we have four DCs that we've we've grown through this pandemic. Um, we're continuing to deliver all of our results actually are higher than planned and expected. Um, originally we had done a merit freeze where people couldn't get their merits. Well, we've done so good over the last month that was supposed to go into effect in April. We froze it. We're actually giving it back in July. So our teams are going to feel that, um, we froze some benefits in April. We're going to give those back in July just because we are trying to prepare for what the outcome might be. And it's been, people are going outside, they're going outdoors. They're, they're starting to partake in our industry more than they ever have as a head company. Polaris can't keep razors, rangers, none of the units on the floor at their dealers. Um, yes, we still have some pressures that we have to continue to perform, but we are outpacing what we had expected. Wow. That's so interesting to hear. Um, and similar to a previous conversation on, on the bike side, the bike industry specialized said, I mean, bikes are huge right now. Everyone wants to get out and bike. Um, right. you know, people want to get outside. They've been cooped up. Um, you know, and, and part of this question, I, I was curious from Climb's perspective, I mean, you play in both the snow sports, um, as well as motorsports, um, is there a predominant side of that business, and and does that come in cycles? I wondered with you know a lot of this breaking out over the spring and summer. Um, I wondered, you know, would you feel an Im- impact because you know most most of the buying you know for snow sports is happening later in the year, but it sounds like people are buying regardless. Is that mostly for motorsports? It's regardless. I mean. Uh- I think a lot of our outdoor enthusiasts, you know, our diehards would tell you, you go far enough, you'll find snow. It doesn't matter where you're at. Right. Um, but I would say it's it's both um, because people are preparing for that fall. Um, snow checks have to be in by April 15th. So, you know, that was right close to when this real first, you know, um, string of the pandemic hit. And so they expanded that deadline. And so um, I would say that we're seeing both. Um, Right now, it's heavily motorcycle because we are doing a big, you know, motorcycle release. But our snow stuff all starts shipping out. We actually did our preseason snow buys 
um, you know, during March through, I believe it was around April 20th. And our dealers were buying heavily into the snow product that will ship up here August, the 1st of August. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I was curious what that buying cycle looked like um, from the yeah. snow sports and motorsports side. Mm-hmm. Um, and have, has the company, you know, I know there's some military, um, there's a military component in there and, and personal protective equipment, which PPEs has, has become, you know, such an important um, piece of all of this. And we've seen so many companies pivot into that. Can you speak to those parts of the business if, if Climb has dabbled in the PPE side? Yeah, so both for Climb and 509, we have been able to um, qualify as an essential business because of our um, protective equipment that we not only produce and sell to uh, the military, but also public safety officers, whether they be on bikes, snowmobiles, jet skis, um, just kind of depends on, um, you know, I guess, which sector they're in. And so we are still heavily producing and shipping that out. We were able to keep our warehouse to a, sh- a small staff that was using social distancing, masking, temperature taking, all of that, that could continue to ship out while the pandemic was going. Because we actually also, between 509 and Climb and Polaris, we did goggles for doctors mm-hmm. um, where we donated you know, um, I believe it was over 5,000 pairs of goggles that went out to the medical professionals because masks just weren't available and the face shields weren't available because as factories were getting bombarded. So we had goggles and we donated those to doctors. Oh, that's great. That's, that's awesome to hear. Um, I, you know, kind of going back to some of the, the day-to-day impacts, um, and some of the changes that have been happening uh, within the company, you, you all ultimately make products, physical items, um, yes. with working remotely. Um, what have you heard from design development teams you know, about some of the challenges, the opportunities that have come with designing physical products apart? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I would say from um, the design development and, you know, product line teams really getting, you know, the front end of the the process has worked pretty smooth because a lot of that is still just concepts and communication and zoom meetings and, you know, preparing for what's going to come out of the other end where it's been a little bit more difficult is fit, uh, you know, filling the materials, uh, touching zipping zippers to find out how the claws are working with our garment. Is there any bunching in the garment? And so those are the things that have been a little bit more difficult where, you know, there's only so much you can see over a screen, you know, without the feel and the touch or seeing the colors, you know, depending on people's individual screens, what does that color of blue look like? On my screen, it might be more royal. On your screen, it might be more teal. And so those have been some of those things that we've um, had, to, had, had to address. And so some of that has been by we do a fit session with two people that are completely in PPE where people are giving their, um, you know, their suggestions, they're giving their feedback and they're recording that. And then we've also done it where people drop off samples at the office and, you know, they pick them up at different times at different locations um, so that we're staggered so that people could actually have that that feel. So I would say that our team has has really done a good job in being agile 
um, being flexible and really adopting different ways of doing things. Right. Oh, that's, you know, that's similar to other conversations that I've heard. It's, it's that, it's the, the, the touch and feel, right. Of a physical product that it's hard. It's hard when you can't gather around a, a conference room table and have that conversation. You have to have your own, you know, experience with that product and then hand it off. And then you get back together after, you know, a, a little right. bit, you know, a couple of days, maybe of you know, each having your own experience with the product and then coming together, um, you know, and maybe that leads to some positive outcomes. I've, I've kind of been curious, like maybe that leads to, um, you know, better ideas. Everyone gets to have their own experience with the product and they get to formulate their thoughts and ideas and then they come together and share rather than maybe everyone seeing that sample for the first time. Um, maybe there's some group think that can happen, right? It's like someone yep. says something and then, so maybe there's, maybe there's a, you know, an opportunity for a, a change in, um, you know, process from that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just a couple other questions for you. Just, you know, again, the crystal ball here, where, where do you see kind of the future of, of um, work um, at, at Climb and 509? Like, do you see remote work being in the future of the company once, once we are, um, you know, at a point where it's safe to, to work in an office again? Do you see more of that coming online? I do. I do. I think that one of the things that we've learned at Climb and 509 is that there is the ability to have some work, some, some of the work being done remote. There are some pain points that we've had to be creative on getting through, but there's also been some things we've learned. Um, you know, maybe you don't need to have five meetings for the product. Maybe you can have individual people come up with their concepts and have one meeting. So I definitely feel like we are going to be able to move more into a flexible um, remote work um, area where maybe not all positions, but there is going to be a lot more of those creative positions that can be done from home. Right. Um, and then kind of just to wrap up more of a personal question again, kind of what have you learned about yourself going through this experience? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I actually have learned quite a bit about myself. Um, I learned that I, there's a, some time management that I could do. I sit in a lot of meetings where, you know, um, having more the facilitating attitude where it's like, okay, what are we trying to get out of this meeting? What is our purpose? What are we here for? Okay, we're leaving with these five things. Now let's re, you know, regroup. Um, I've learned that I'm very adaptable. <laughs> um, I'm very adaptable and able to think on the fly of different ideas when I have a main goal in mind. I'm being able to adapt to different things. I also um, have learned that it's important to know one of the things I've been very lucky is because I know our mission and our values of our company, whether it be our head company of Polaris or whether it be the two individual companies that I am currently a partner with. It's important to know those mission values, but it's also important to understand what states we operate in and what those laws are, as well as what the federal government is saying. So during all of this, I've learned what is important to pay attention to. Um, also some things in onboarding that we just didn't really need to do, <laughs> you know, I, I, it didn't make or break the candidate's experience. Um, I've learned different ways to, um, recruit as well. That's awesome. 
Ivan, you've been generous with your time. I appreciate you sharing kind of these lessons learned. It's it's great to hear that that you're doing well, that people at the company are, are safe, that Climb's doing well. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy to hear that people are out recreating and and being able to get outside and um, you know, and and hopefully we can all get through this together. But I appreciate you, you know, sharing a little bit of that experience with us today. Yeah. So, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to the Highlander podcast. Subscribe and listen for more outdoor stories and content wherever podcasts are found on highlanderbag.com and each Sunday at 4 p.m. on Aggie Radio, 92.3 FM in Cache Valley.